Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Food Heals Podcast, Episode 119. It wasn't just all about like, you know, session, 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 session. It wasn't just all about the party. Like it was such an amazing mix of all of those things. So I heard it was all about the karaoke. (laughs) It was. It was that too. (laughs) Actually, let's be real. It kind of was. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Alison And I'm Melody. Susie Hardy. Today's guest is Kate Erickson. Kate is the host of Kate's Take, the official EO Fire audio blog, and she's author of The Fire Path, a beginner's guide to growing your online business. Kate is a creator, engager, and implementer at EO Fire with her partner, John Lee Dumas, who hosts a seven day a week podcast. That's right, I said seven day a week podcast. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that interviews today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. Yeah, and they are some of the most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs that we know. So, right back at them, right? Mm hmm. And if you are an eco-friendly business person and you are looking to green up your lifestyle, your home or your office, then we've got you covered with Dr. Group's Green Living Kit. That's right. Dr. Group always has your back. The Green Living Kit will help you make your home a healthy home and your office a healthy place to Instagram from. Just kidding. We know. We know you're working. (laughs) Most of the time. This kit includes a test to test the safety of your water, improve your indoor air quality, and get the tips and information necessary to detoxify your entire home and office from the inside out. You cleanse your body, now cleanse your home with the Green Living Kit. Go to GlobalHealingCenter.com and use the coupon code FOODHEALS at checkout to get 20% off your Green Living Kit plus free shipping. Free shipping. Who doesn't want free shipping? I mean, come on. You know it's good when Allison sings. (laughs) Did I sing? I didn't even know. You did. Sometimes I sing and I don't know I'm singing. Next up, our interview with Kate. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Today we're here with a very exciting guest who I've had the pleasure of meeting in person at the Podcasters Paradise Cruise, which I know I talk about way too much because it was so much fun. And rub it in. I know. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Come next time. (laughs) Kate is passionate about helping entrepreneurs create freedom in their business and life by developing systems and processes that can help their business grow and thrive. I can't wait to learn more. I need to implement some systems in my life. Welcome, Kate. 
Thank you so much, Susie and Allison. I'm super excited to be here. We're so glad to have you. And so, you know, I've taken your systems trainings twice now, and I really have gotten a lot out of each time I took it. So I wanted to share with Food Heals Nation a little bit about the systems training that you've taught me and how I've actually applied it to not only my business, but also my health. So I'm really excited about that. But first, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for anyone listening who may not know? For sure. So I am, gosh, 33 now. Yikes. (laughs) Um, I am a quote unquote, I guess, first time entrepreneur. I didn't jump into entrepreneurship until I was in my late 20s. I didn't really realize that it was possible or something available to me because unfortunately, they don't really teach you that in college. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like there's a little glimmer of hope uh, with recent college programs. So hopefully that will become more widely known, but that's kind of what has really infused a lot of the passion that I have for today in running my business EO Fire with my partner, John Lee Dumas. Mm -hmm. And it just really gets me fired up to help educate other people about entrepreneurship, mindset, um, how we get to choose what we want our life to look like. That's something that I really struggled with for a long time. And when I finally took ownership of that and understood that it was up to me to create what I want my life to look like, everything changed. And it's been amazing ever since. That's incredible. And may I ask, what were you in college for? And what were you doing before you discovered entrepreneurship? So before I discovered entrepreneurship, I had a pretty good background, like eight eight-ish years in the banking industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did everything from like teller to new accounts to IRAs to commercial loan processing. Like I really just worked that all around. What a departure (laughs) from what you did. I know. I also worked in the HR department for a while, unfortunately, handling layoffs and reorganizations, which was not very fun. Oh, God. And then I was also in marketing and advertising for a time, which did teach me so, so much. And I use so many of those skills and that knowledge today. Mm. And in college, I mean, go imagine, I was studying English. So I have an undergrad and a graduate degree in English. Kind of one of my underlying passions and dreams for a long time was to be an English professor at the college level. So Mm. that's kind of what drove me to go back and get my master's because, of course, what I was learning at the time is that that was my next step in life. So I was just kind of, you know, following the quote unquote normal path. Right. And the normal path is so common for all of us to follow. And so how did you get disrupted off the normal path and really discover that you could be your own boss and live the the life of freedom that you wanted to live? Well, after I got my graduate degree in English and went off to find a teaching job, you know, that was a rude awakening. Number one is that you can't just apply and get jobs in in the school system. It's a lot more difficult than that. And this was in 2008 in California. So that was kind of the beginning of pink slips flying everywhere. Teachers were being laid off daily. Um, So it was really tough timing and just overall situation for me to, you know, what, what I had hoped kind of just walk into that. So that's the point when I went back to banking, but this time went to the human resources department instead of, you know, the teller line. And I worked in that position for three and a half years from 2008 to 2011. Mm-hmm. And the entire time that I was there, I was working the same position 
I, I never got a promotion. I never received it like anywhere near the raise that I actually deserved. <laughs> and, you know, I spent those three and a half years literally feeling like I was on a hamster wheel. I went home feeling super underappreciated for the work that I was doing. And, you know, honestly, I was just kind of like living my life as a victim, feeling sorry for myself, right. wondering like why I didn't have what I wanted because I was doing everything that everyone else was telling me to do. And it was in 2011 that my boss came to me and told me that there was a promotion available and that if I wanted it, I could have it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you crazy? Of course I want that. Like to me, that's what success was. Success was climbing the corporate ladder and getting a new title and getting a raise. And it was going to relocate me to Northern California, which I was really excited about because that made me feel like really grown up and special. <laughs> and, you know, I spent probably two, three weeks just like kind of touting myself, like telling my family and my friends that I was getting a promotion. Turns out I was a couple steps ahead of myself because the next week I got a call from the hiring manager saying that they had decided to hire someone else. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So that was really heartbreaking. And I tell you that story because it, it was that day that I received that news that I was like, that's it. And there has to be something else out there. Mm. There's no way that this is the life I'm supposed to be living because I have so much more potential than this. I know that there is a bigger impact that I could be making right now. I don't want to keep going home feeling unfulfilled and sitting on the trolley and on the bus for hours to get to and from a job that I hate. Like, that's not how I want to live my life. So it was that day that I decided I was going to quit my job and jump into entrepreneurship even though, again, at the time, I didn't really know what that was. Mm -hmm. But I had heard enough about it that I was like, if there are people out there starting their own business and doing life their own way, like I want that. So I need to figure out what I need to do now. Heck, yeah, I have chills when you said that. Like, I was like, yes, because I feel like so many people know that feeling of just being in the hamster wheel and doing the same thing over and over and going, what is the point? Yeah. You know? It's painful and it's pain and it it's painful for me to think that you know there are so many probably millions of people out there that are feeling that way and they just keep feeling that way because they never stop to realize that there is another way and and that was me and that's it's really what I want to help people discover and understand that there is another way. I mean, it's going to take a lot of hard work and it's going to take getting out of your comfort zone. And it's going to take doing things that are really, really hard. But if that's what it means to be able to create your own life and to create freedom so that you can do things on your own terms, then how could you not? Yes, round of applause. <laughs> we could not agree more. So tell us what was the next step you took? So you're like, okay, I'm done. And then, you know, the world opens up for you sometimes. So what happened? So I spent the next six months just kind of drawing out a game plan for myself. I'm a huge planner. Like, Allison, you know me and my systems and <laughs> yes. all that stuff. That's something that's been with me since, you know, I was little. So this was very strategic. And I spent six months really working out a solid budget for myself. I spent those six months paying off every cent of debt that I had except for my college loans. Mm -hmm. And I started building myself a runway. So I figured that that if, if I could have $5,000 in the bank, that that would, you know what, actually, yeah, 
I had $5,000 in the bank and it took me six months to do that. And but during those six months, every single task or thing that I did at work, I started kind of flipping the script and asking myself how I could use the skills that I was learning or the, you know, assets that I was providing the company to help inform how I could help people outside of that when I created my own business. So I was really trying to recognize like, what are my strengths? What is it that my boss comes to me for? What is it that other people are asking me for help with? Because those are the things that I do best that I maybe don't even realize yeah. that just because they, they're like second nature to me, but to other people, they're very helpful and valuable. So I did that during those six months. And I really just started brainstorming, like, what's my business going to be about? And I, you know, was thinking about the experience that I had, the passions that I had. I was trying to kind of figure out how that might fit into a need in the marketplace. Because of course, with $5,000 in the bank, I mean, that's good, but it's not going to support me for very long if I'm not making any money. Right. So I was, trying to think of like how I was going to make money. So that's what I did for six months before I left my job. Oh my God. I mean, that's such a great way to look at it. Like how can I use my skills in my next entrepreneurial endeavor? So I just commend you for that. I think that's a great way to look at what you hate doing every day. How can I use it into my future? Right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So now you are this rock star entrepreneur and you do so many things. And I would love to talk about, you know, what you're most passionate about in what you're doing. And then I would love to talk about how you came up with the systems that really changed my way of looking at things because I was the person that I make my to-do list, but I never made the system until I took your training, not once, but twice to make it actually sink in. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a few times. Have you ever noticed that like you hear the same thing five, six, seven times sometimes maybe, but it's like maybe the seventh time is when it's really going to hit you because it is for whatever reason, you know, more applicable to your current situation then, or, you know, maybe you've created the space for yourself to be able to take that action. And sometimes that's just not the case. I feel that way a lot too, where I hear the same thing over and over and over. And it's not till maybe the fourth or the fifth time that I'm just like, Oh my gosh, the time is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that actually, I mean, the two really go hand in hand because what I've found over the past, you know, couple of years is that what I am really passionate about and one of my biggest strengths is my ability to create a system or a process out of something to break down something that's super complex and figure out how to actually make it happen. And it took me a long time to realize that. So I don't want anyone tuning in to be like feeling frustrated that they maybe don't know what that is for them because it took me a while to discover this as well. It wasn't until I started talking to other people again, kind of going back to what I was saying I was doing in those six months before I left my job is really asking other people like, what is it do you think I'm good at? And mm -hmm. it was after I talked to enough people about that, that everybody kept saying, you know, I feel like you're just so strong in the systems department. You always have a plan for something. You're able to break down complex things and put them into easy, like, smaller steps that together are going to create something. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of from that that I started to realize like, wow, this is something that I'm really good at. I never realized it before because it was just something that I did. And to start to understand how that could help us in our business and how that could help other people who were struggling to do these things for their business, just because 
after we started implementing systems and things in our business, I mean, that's really what's created freedom for us. That's what's created the ability for us to be able to go on a two-week trip to Europe completely unplugged, which we did in 2014. Mm -hmm. It's what's allowed us to be able to, you know, go to conferences and and take a quote-unquote take a week off. I mean, these are all things that are possible because of the systems that we've created. The number of, you know, the growth of the number of downloads that we get, the amount of recurring revenue that we receive every month, these are all things that wouldn't be possible without the systems that we've put in place. So that's really what I'm passionate about right now. Again, you know, you've mentioned the workshop that I've done at a couple of different conferences. I love sharing this with other people because it pains me to see people just like recreating the wheel over and over and over because these types of systems can save you so much heartache and pain and time. So yeah, that's that's really what I'm passionate about right now is just helping other people realize that and continuing to get better and better about it in our own business. Yeah, Kate, and you were in my head so much when, and I'm going to paraphrase what you said, but it was something of, along the lines of every time you do this repetitive action, now stop and don't do it just one more time and say, oh, I'll make a system for it next time. Stop this time and create a system for it so that you don't have to keep doing the same things over and over again. And every time I would do the same thing over and over again, you would be in my head until I finally created something. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love to hear that because it sometimes I do that to myself sometimes too. I'm like, I can hear myself saying it because I get caught up in the same exact situation. It's such a struggle because it is so easy to just do that thing one more time and say to ourselves that, you know, we'll create the system or document it next time. But, you know, every time we do that, we're missing out on the opportunity to create these amazing time saving, like efficiency value bombs in our business. Right. And for someone like me who is type A and needs to have control over everything, creating a system is also about letting go of control because you create the system and then you ask your intern or your VA or someone else to perform those actions. And that's scary. And so I think that I had a lot of resistance because I was like, if I don't do everything, it won't be done right. But I know that you and John don't do everything and it's still done hella well, if not perfectly. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about how if you are able to let go of control of everything that can actually benefit you, whether it's in your life, your health, your business, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, as with everything, it's really about baby steps, Allison. I totally get the feeling of not wanting to let things go in your business. There are still so many things that I hold on to that I know I shouldn't be doing myself, but I just can't let them go. And it's about showing ourselves results so that we can actually believe that these systems and these processes can help us. And sometimes it might mean delegating to, to your point, to an intern or to a virtual assistant, but sometimes it might be hiring a service or an actual company to do these things for you. Once we can own and recognize that we can't be best at everything, it actually takes a ton of weight off of our shoulders. And we gain peace of mind through trusting other people to help us at what they are best at. 
So if I'm best at creating systems and, and working in the back end of our business, it's not really helping me helping our business or helping our audience for me to be trying to do other things in our business. So, you know, one, it's about recognizing what our strengths are, more importantly, recognizing what our weaknesses are and being okay with the fact that we can't do everything. Yeah. And it's also about taking just small baby steps. So, you know, maybe the first thing that you create a system out of, or the first thing that you delegate, or the first thing that you automate isn't going to be, you know, like the number one thing that earns you revenue in your business. Like that's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Systems can be really powerful for those things. But if you're feeling just like really uneasy and anxious about that, then I would suggest creating a system and delegating maybe something a little bit smaller or trying to automate something a little bit smaller. But again, systems don't have to be about giving up certain parts of your business because it can be about bringing on team members or automating things or even batching things yourself. Like there are going to be some things that you can't pass off to somebody else sure. and that's okay. You can still create efficiencies around those things. Absolutely. And um, another thing that I took away from, um, I think it was after the second training at Podcast Movement, was that not only could I apply this to the daily tasks I was doing every day to my business, but also to be my health accountability partner. And what I mean by that is you can create systems for your health as well. And so I had this morning routine that I would just do once in a while, but it, I would always be so busy in the morning that I would think it's going to take too much time. So I'm going to skip it today. And then today became every day and I was constantly skipping it. Right. And so what I did was I wrote out a system so that instead of having one morning routine, that's an hour long and really too long because I could never stick to it, was writing out three different routines that are five minutes, 10 minutes, and 15 minutes. And when I have more time, I can do the 15 minute. When I have less time, I can do the 10 minute. And when I have no time, I can do the five minute. And it's just simple things that I want to do in the morning. So for me, it's like writing in my gratitude journal. I do. And then I do some exercise. So I'll like plank for one minute and then I'll do kundalini yoga poses for different things that I want to work on. Maybe it's creativity. Some some kundalini poses will stimulate digestion. So just things like that. And then I'll always end on a plank for one minute. And that's like my five minute one. And there's a 10 minute one and a 15 minute one. And it really sounds simple. But having them written down in this notebook and having three kind of what I call systems in place it really keeps me accountable. Like, okay, which one are you going to do? It's not, are you going to do your little morning routine, Allison? Which one are you going to do? Is it five? Is it 10? Is it 15? And I've been doing the 15 more, more than I would have thought. Like I, I thought it would only, <laughs> only be five minutes, but I also took that away. And Wait, I, I have a question. Do you, do you think that's because you have the option? You know that like you can yes. do that. You, you know, you can do the, 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 <laughs> quicker one. And therefore you're like, no, no, I'm going to make time for myself. Do you yeah. think that's why? I think so. That would make sense. Yeah. I don't know, but it's all Because you have a system. Yeah. I have a system. And so I just invite anyone listening to, 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 you know, think about the fact that you can use this for anything in your life. And that was really mind blowing to me, Kate, because I had taken it the first time at Podcasters Paradise. And I think I implemented one or two things. But like I said, you stayed in my head. And I was like, okay, create a system. And then I had to go the second time this summer to really go, okay. And so 
I'm creating them now in our in our podcast business, in my video production business, and now with my health. So I just wanted to talk about this because I don't think it's so someone like me had never really thought about it in the way that you present it. So I really wanted to share that with Food Heals Nation. So thank you. Allison, I think that's super powerful that you talk about this morning routine that you've created and the different options that you've given yourself. Because I think that a lot of people who don't have experience with systems or who haven't really like documented systems for their business or even recognize what they look like in their life, they kind of tend to get like freaked out that they're this massive, like multi moving pieces thing that like they'd never be able to create. And yeah, some systems do get like really big and really complex in that way. Way, but other systems are just a checklist. They're simply something to remind you that you're supposed to be doing something. And I love that you talked about routines too, because the more that you start doing any of your options as a morning routine, the more you're going to be holding yourself accountable every single day to doing at least one of them. I mean, just like you and Susie both just said, the fact that you have a choice to make and your choices don't involve not doing it, you're starting to build up that routine over and over and over again pretty soon is there's never going to be an option where you don't do it. Actually, it sounds like that's the way it is now. So I really love that you talked about that because systems don't have to be this super complex thing. It could be as easy as creating a checklist for yourself of what you want to do in the morning. Yeah. And I, I think it did take me a while to realize that and taking it twice, like I said, but it has been effective. And so I think it's like you said earlier, when you hear things seven times, sometimes that's how many times it takes for you to really understand like, oh, this is something I need to do. But I would say like, that's how, you know, your inner guidance is speaking to you by telling you these things over and over until you finally go, oh, this is going to make such a difference in my life. Yeah. Um, All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Kate and how to stay healthy while running a seven-figure business and what her morning routine and favorite smoothie recipe are. Today's show is sponsored by the Global Healing Center. You know them. We talk about them all the time. You know that all their products are organic, are free of GMOs, use no toxic ingredients, are eco-friendly. And you know that I'm obsessed with their Parfait Visage. And I'm obsessed with their Aquaspirit Refreshing Spray. And you know we scored a discount code for you to get 20% off of their products. Yep. Use coupon code FOODHEALS to get 20% off plus free shipping on your purchase at Global Healing center.com you're listening to the food hills podcast make sure to subscribe rate and review us on itunes all right food hills nation we're back with kate her podcast shares a behind the scenes look at how to run a seven figure business and gives step-by-step in-depth and actionable lessons that help listeners create grow and monetize their business so kate can we really have it all can we be healthy and wealthy what tips can you give us oh my gosh absolutely and you know for anyone who's just thinking like no way it's too much i can't do it all it's too overwhelming it's just about breaking it down into smaller, like more digestible, pun intended, steps <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so that we're not looking at it as like this huge goal that we need to like get to tomorrow. You know, creating a healthy lifestyle, creating a spiritual lifestyle, creating a wealth, a quote unquote wealthy lifestyle, whatever that means to you. 
all of these things take time. It doesn't happen overnight. That's why fad diets don't work is because they try and tell you that something can happen overnight. And that's not how anything in life works. You can make a conscious and intentional change overnight, but for you to make that a habit and a routine and for you to start seeing the results of that, you have to do it consistently. That goes for anything and everything. So yes, you can have it all if you're willing to put in the time and the work to get yourself to a space where you are balanced enough that you can manage both health and wealth and all the other things that you want to see in your life. I love that reply. I couldn't agree more. And I love hearing you say it. Give me chills again. (laughs) Kate, how long did it take you guys to get to seven figures? Gosh, so we... Hmm, that's that's a great question. I can pull it up right now, actually. We've been tracking our income since the very beginning because we love, love, love being super transparent, sharing with people the struggles that we've been through, exactly what it's taken to grow our business, exactly what we do every single month. So if I go back to our first 365 days and that day one is the day that John had the idea to launch the podcast. Mm -hmm. During that first year, our gross revenue was just under $70,000, but our net (laughs) was just about $26,000. So in one year, we netted $26,000 from the business. Now, the second year, so going into 2013, and this is only part of the year because the first 365 days was September 2012 to August 2013. And in the next four months, so the rest of 2013, September, October, November, December, you can really start to see how the momentum, the consistency, the systems, the processes, everything that we were gaining as we were so consistent with what we were putting out in those four months alone, we netted over $320,000. Wow! So the jump was huge for us. Like the growth happened very quote unquote quickly. If you're just looking at the numbers, but again, for the first year, all we netted was $26,000. So would you, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. We didn't hit our 1 million mark until into 2014. So what I was going to say was, even though it may, so to someone like me, who's looking at the numbers on your website, it, it looks like it was a huge jump, but would you say that the systems that you put in that first year or the, the steps that you guys, the baby steps that you guys had to take the first year el- enabled that jump to happen? A hundred percent. Okay. With Without that stuff in place, we never would have gotten to that next level. There would have been, you know, nothing to help support it. And I think when a lot of people are just starting out and they're trying to create a business that, you know, gives them freedom and generates revenue, they skip over like what you will find in our first 365 days. I wrote a very, very detailed post on everything that we went through, on every dollar that we spent, on everything that we were creating during that time to show people and to try to uh, communicate the importance of a platform, of a foundation for your business. Because what I see a lot of times is people trying to start a business and generate revenue right away. And it does not work that way. You need to build a strong foundation for the growth of your business. And a lot of people skip that. 
All right, Susie. Well, we're almost a year of podcasting, so our next three months we gotta get three hundred thousand dollars a month. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Let's do it. No, I really think it's so interesting because not a lot of businesses do this. Um, the transparency, but it's fascinating for people like us who obviously have a podcast and you know can look at the revenue model and say, oh here's some things we can do. And I know a lot of your revenue is based on affiliates and a lot of it's based on sponsorships. And what would you say, and of course you sell the Freedom Journal and Podcasters Paradise, but what would you say is the most, you know, I want to say important source of revenue, but also the most fulfilling source of revenue? So maybe that's two questions. Yeah, that's really interesting. When you talk about the most important source of revenue, this probably isn't like the answer that you are hoping for or that you, the listeners are hoping for, but <laughs> the most important source is the fact that we have multiple sources. Right, right. Building just one source of income and making that the most important is not going to work in the long term. And so we were very intentional about diversifying how our income was coming in so that we weren't reliant on one single thing because anything can change. Tomorrow, podcast sponsorships could go away. And that would be a huge blow to our bottom line. Would it kill us? No, because we have, you know, four or five other really strong streams of revenue. In terms of the most fulfilling, gosh, that's, um, that's really tough. I would have to say that It was Podcasters Paradise for a long time. And most recently, I really have to mention the Freedom Journal as well, because Podcasters Paradise is so like near and dear to my heart. It's the first like major community that we built. It remains our flagship community. I feel so connected to so many of the members in there, including yourself, Allison. I mean, Podcasters Paradise has brought us together on multiple occasions to like hang out in person. We even got to go on a cruise together. Like, Absolutely. How cool that? <laughs> yes. I love Podcasters Paradise. And so being able to share that community with all of our members, that's really, really, really special to me. And that is a large source of our revenue. Most recently, the Freedom Journal has really made such a powerful impact on me in the respect that like hearing stories from people that the Freedom Journal has changed their life is like you can't replace that feeling of something that you're sharing with people and hearing back from them that it's changed their life. Because that's like why I was so confident in taking this leap with John to start EO Fire, to come on board with EO Fire, to quit my very well-paying job to come on board here with him and, you know, make a go at this because that impact is what I wanted. Like, that's how I wanted to be able to live my life is knowing every single day that I was helping other people. And the Freedom Journal has really shown us that and in a really powerful way that people are, you know, making huge, huge changes in their life all with the help of just accountability. That's really what it's about is holding you accountable to the things that you say you're going to do. So I would also say that that's a very fulfilling source of revenue there due to the impact that it's making. Absolutely. And we love the 
Freedom Journal as well. You know, we got to have John on to talk about it. And my favorite part is just the gratitude because that's another thing, like I was talking about earlier, that I wanted to always incorporate in my morning routine, but I was only doing sometimes or sometimes when I was driving, but there was no consistency. There was no accountability. And so I think that is so beautiful to hold people accountable for being grateful every single day. That's my absolute favorite part. Plus, the book is gorgeous. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Kate, we hear you have some or one favorite smoothie recipe. Can you share that with us? Oh, yes. Okay. So it took me a while to perfect this because I think I was way overcomplicating it. That's kind of like my new motto in life is simplify everything. Sure. <laughs> and I felt like I was trying to overcomplicate this smoothie recipe. And what I rested on is every single morning I pop the, you know, the holder onto the blender. I fill it with spinach to the top. Mm-hmm. So I don't like pack it down, but I just pour spinach in until it goes to the top. Mm-hmm. Then I do one fourth cup of blueberries and one banana. And I have the blueberries and the banana both frozen. So it like really gets the exact consistency that I want. And then I just add like maybe a half a cup of water and that's it. It's like a super simple recipe. It gets me like a good dose of greens right away. And the blueberries and the banana make it really tasty. Yeah, absolutely. I make a similar smoothie. I just might add a date for a little bit more sweetness. But that sounds like it's really antioxidant power packed. It's a good way to start your day and and get that energy right away. Yeah, I love it. I always like I feel weird when I don't have it. I think that's another thing like we've kind of danced around it a couple of times, but really like showing yourself the result of a habit or a ritual or a system, whatever it might be like actually showing yourself what that feels like what it looks like, you know, what type of time freedom it can create in your life. I think that's what is going to get us as individuals to buy into the fact that rituals and habits and systems can be so, so powerful because once you experience it and then you see the flip side of where you were before, I can guarantee you, you will be like, I cannot believe I didn't do this sooner. Yes. I can relate to that in so many different ways in my life. And they've all been small changes that have come about over time. But if I look back, like I can't imagine not having all of them, you know, as a part of my life, including this podcast. Susie and I meet every Tuesday and it's like the highlight of my week. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. I love that you guys do it together in person too. Oh yeah. We we don't even know how to connect two people over Skype and we don't want to know. We just want to be in the same room. We will eventually. We're going to get there. <laughs> I love but it. But we don't do it yet. I probably shouldn't admit that, but it's no. true. <laughs> don't, don't admit that. <laughs> but we like having people in the studio, but unfortunately you're you're super far away. Well, next time we'll just fly to Puerto Rico yes. and interview her in person. A live podcast. There you go. Awesome. We actually just did that with Michael O'Neill last week. He was here and we recorded an episode with him last here at our place. It was really, really fun. That is so cool. Okay, Susie, next summer? Yeah. You in? I'm in. I'm in. All right. One last question, Kate. Is there going to be another podcast cruise that I can bring Susie on? Oh my gosh. I still so wish. Definitely not that we're involved in for 2017, but I hope that we get to experience something like that again. I would love for Susie to be a part of it. And Allison, as you know, it was just like such an amazing time connecting in that way with people because it wasn't just all about like, you know, session, 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 session. It wasn't just all about the party. Like it was such an amazing mix of all of those things. So 
I heard it was all about the karaoke. <laughs> it was. It was that too. <laughs> Actually, let's be real. It kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> we were there like every night. <laughs> yes. And some people are still in touch with our karaoke master, which I think is just awesome. I know. They're like friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I hope that in the future there will be another one. But as of right now, we don't have one planned. All right. Well, shameless self-promotion. Tell us everywhere that people can find you online and what uh, anything else you have coming up that people should look for. For sure. I'll make it super simple. Everything we do is over at eofire.com. And an exciting project that we're working on right now actually is kind of a sister journal to the Freedom Journal called Self Mastery Journal. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be all about mastering productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. So kind of the same idea as the Freedom Journal, just a different outcome. So if anyone wants to check that out or learn more, we're going to be doing kind of like a behind the scenes campaign where if you opt in, we'll kind of bring you on the journey of how we're creating it, you know, the brainstorming sessions that we're going to have, all the steps along the way, the sort of process or system, if you will, behind marketing it and everything. That's over at selfmasteryjournal.com. And when will that be out? Because Kate, I need that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Uh, but we're we're really, really excited about a launch coming up January 2017. Great. So we're hoping to have it out then. Are you awesome. going to do a, a Kickstarter campaign again? You know what? We actually have not decided that yet. We're still kind of, I mean, we're in the very beginning stages. Like actually just this week, I've been going over the draft that we're going to send our editor. Mm -hmm. So we haven't really gotten too thick into the actual marketing channels that we're going to use, but it's definitely a consideration. I mean, just real quick, you guys had one of the most successful Kickstarter campaigns of all time, right? With the Freedom Journal. Yeah, it was so, so incredible. <laughs> Such an amazing experience. We got, um, we were sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time. That's incredible. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So for all the inspiration from Kate, go to eofire.com. And can you leave us with a tweetable? Yes, for sure. So my tweetable is stop waiting for the perfect time to start today. It can be the day that you make a change and create the life you want to live. Beautiful. If you like that, tweet it to Kate at Kate L. Erickson. Tweet it to us at Food Heals Nation. Use the hashtag Food Heals Podcast so we can see your post. Kate, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Kate. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.